Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our D&D podcast. I'm coming right off the top, defining what we are, uh, because I think before it's been a little unclear <laughs> with the last bits we've done. <laughs> uh, we're a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I got Connor here. Hello. Adam. Hello. And Jacob. It's me. And I want to play a little game with you guys real quick. I, th- I was thinking about this today, and I was like, oh, this would be fun. Okay, so I got a bunch of euphemisms here, uh, and I'm going to read them out to you, and you guys have to guess what it's actually referring to, you know? Um, for example, a kind of fork would be a spoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might be here for a while. <laughs> a-, a land sleeve would be a cave. Head shoes would be a hat, you know, stuff like that, or other like phrases. Oh my god! Other other phrases. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Ready? No. (laughs) Bring it on, man. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we'll start easy. What's and you can all play at home too. (laughs) I guess. Shout into your radio. You can call in. Remember the number. Yeah, call in. Uh, Okay. A barcode horse. A zebra. Zebra. Oh, there you go. See, it's Who not was, that bad. I got that right. That was me. I think no, I so. got that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like way before you, but I don't know. There's delay. <laughs> Jacob's oh, gonna it's... edit it, so he's like a half second. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll give it to Jacob. I heard him first. Okay. <laughs> it's a little harder. Necks with faces. Tattoos. No. Necks with faces. Okay. Necks head? with faces. A head? No. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's an animal. A stamp? Oh. Uh, a Doug Trio? A weasel? Ferret? <laughs> I'll give you another clue. A seal? An otter? It's hold a on, hold reptile. On. It's a reptile. A snake. There you go. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> That's of <course>. so weird. <laughs> um, this is probably going to get harder. Okay, this is more of a a period in history. A bunch of guys bringing knife guns to a knife gun fight. Uh, bayonets. Wild West. Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Uh, bayonets is what they refer to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Florida murder log. Alligator. Yeah. Oh, you're getting into it now. Okay. <laughs> Let's move into some more, like, phrases. Okay. Pulling an old cow out of the ditch. A tractor out of a ditch, right? A tractor? <laughs> no. It's, <laughs> it's more of, like, a concept, you know? It's like, oh, it, we're, when pulling an old cow out of the ditch. You're going pulling an old cow out of the ditch. Giving birth? De- delivering a baby? No. Dang it. It's like, is it like the same concept as you can't lead a horse to water type of thing? It's like doing a hard thing? Uh, it's not doing a hard thing, but you're in the right, like, framework of thinking about yeah. it. Like, it's something like that, but not necessarily about It's pulling an old cow out of the ditch. I'll use it in a sentence with myself. Here, here we go. It's like, well, back then you said, oh, don't go pulling an old cow out of the ditch. Like yanking your chain, like pulling someone's leg. No, don't do something that's impossible. Uh, oh, is it? Is it like like go against the referring grade? to something the lot was a long time ago? 
I'll give you the point for that. It's basically bringing up an old argument. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 I can we'll do. We'll do like two more. <laughs> this is fun though. I like this. Uh, okay. To freeze the balls off a brass monkey. <laughs> it's kind. It's kind of oh. easier. It's a little bit easier. It's more on is the it nose. Is it like to go broke? One. No. To freeze the balls off a brass monkey. I have no idea. This is a 19th century one. Hold on. See, I feel like brass monkey has something to do with wealth. You don't have to think too hard about this one. It's the answer is kind of in it. It's like to freeze the balls. It's off just a brass it's cold. Monkey. Yeah, it's just cold. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What one? Uh, think, one here. One here is like no, 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 not one more. Does. You're gonna keep going until I get one right. I think what? Jacob. Sucks. I think we're tied. Okay, here's one you've all heard before, Adam. This is a gimme. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. It's not my problem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, basically the same thing. Ugh. Nice. Um. Okay, I don't even get this one. God gives nuts to the man with no teeth. What? Oh, irony. Basically, God's like, yeah, like irony. Yeah. Somebody over. Oh, that's Adams. I got one. Yeah, that was Adam. <laughs> yeah, he said, you said, you said irony very concisely and quick. You, you got it. You got All it. right, last one on my list here. To set the dogs on someone. Oh, basically, condemn someone or like throw them under the bus. Nope. What? Like, like you're sending like the police on someone or like your guards on someone. No, you're uh, incriminating someone, basically. It does sound terrifying, like to set the dogs on someone, but it's not actually. It, like, that, not in this case, apparently. It's like sending someone like... on someone. Like, oh, my big brother is gonna take care of you, type of thing. Oh, do you know what? We forgot. This is cute dogs. This is like a nice thing. It's like when they just got back from a bad day, and you're like, Buster, go you, say hi to them. You're kind of on the right track. I know. This one's. That's this one. Point. I agree with you guys that it should be like, uh, you know, like. Sending big brother to beat him up or something, but it's uh, it's not. Any last guesses? I feel confident in my half guess. No, it's to flirt with someone in Latin America. What? <laughs> I, I don't think in Latin America is the actual. I think it's just it's. This is commonly said in Latin America. So um, it, that's probably one of those like things it probably gets lost a little more in translation no no i know exactly how that happens that's basically you see someone you find attractive walking down the street and you're like they'll be indebted to me to go out with me if i save their life unbeknownst to them i have a bunch of dogs locked up here i will just release them and get them to chase that person and then once they're running away in terror you basically run up and say like down boys down they're like wow thank you so much i will go out with you that's exactly I, I should have thought of that sooner because that's what I used to do. So <laughs> Yeah, listeners, Adam somehow has a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> we don't know how. We don't know. I, how. That's proof that it works actually. Uh, and minimal scars. You know, I'm very fortunate. Anyways, wolf urine's pretty expensive these days. <laughs> uh, Why yeah, do I was you know I was that? checking it recently and uh, <laughs> it's up quite a bit. Uh, $112 for 16 ounces, but gonna want that much i guess um i don't know i just thought about that because we were talking about dogs but i i know wolf's not a dog but their urine's expensive it's a canine it's close enough yeah i was looking i was looking to get some recently because my apartment allows dogs and there's one nearby that's really yappy and i'm like what if i just poured a little 
outside because it's supposed to like the point of wolf urine is to scare away animals um and i was like what if i pour it on the carpet like outside their apartment it's like it'll always think there's like a predator right outside the door <laughs> and i'm like it, yeah and then you might i was like, constantly well yeah if i was constantly thinking there was somebody outside my door waiting to attack me i would be pretty quiet um, <laughs> so I've, I've, been, I've been looking into that i know i guess that's kind of mean because uh, they need to leave the apartment, I guess, to go to the bathroom and stuff. They have balconies. You know what? That's for them to deal with, man. You you got to set up the parameters with which they live their life. You got to establish dominance. That's the way of the wolf. <laughs> establish dominance over not my pet. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. You are the alpha. Anyways, I don't even know why I mentioned that. <laughs> uh, okay, we're Dungeons & Dragons. Let's go. Uh, recap time. Um, Wait, who won? Was it? I think Jacob I clearly won. won. Jay, I Jacob clearly won, won guys. What? <laughs> oh, I All got right. like ten points. I'll get you next time, Jacob. Uh, okay. Recap. So last week, the gang headed off to the Moon Island to get to the moon using their Gazer Glass telescope. Uh, they landed there and they walked through the jungle and saw bugs all on the peripheral, just kind of watching them cowering in front of Randy's kind of cobra like, like likeness. Um, they ended up at this kind of Aladrin, not Aladrin, Feywild church ruins area, and they met somebody there, this uh, all-white kind of waist trench coat uh, wearing individual with this ornate mask with like a fur mohawk and these like steel coil dreads and this double-bladed glaive, and they were moving crates of not only pills but grapes. But inside this church was a sigil. The gang had to stand on that sigil, point the telescope up to the moon, find the matching sigil up there uh, in the little town called Glimpse, and teleport. But unfortunately, the figure was not friendly, clearly, because they're associated with the ammo company. uh, And they sent the crates of pills and everything off into the jungle to basically rile up a huge swarm of insectoids. The gang, fighting their way through, nearly getting swarmed, zipped off to the moon, leaving Randy and Apophis to uh, fight and hopefully survive. We'll see. On the moon, we had uh, my longest con yet, uh, or my longest game pull yet from Adam's prologue, Crit. Uh, The lizard folk appeared, uh, and they calmed down the guards that were immediately uh, scared of the crew and thinking they were enemies. Um... Basically, they landed in the town of Glimpse, which is a hollow outpost uh, and also a gazer outpost. Uh, Hollow people like Norman, these reject tethers. Uh, And the gazer Serial was there, uh, someone with, you know, the bandana cloth over their face, similar to the red bandit. But we learned that red is not a color that gazers wear. Um, But they walked in with Crit, entering into this new stronghold. feeling welcomed and everything, but then Crit laid some truth on them. That they had been recently attacked by this religious group called the Flock, who hate hollows and want all the gods to be balanced and everything. Um, But unfortunately, they were attacked by a Flock Sentinel, this giant mechanical construct with two tower shield-like arms. Um, And they were almost wiped out if it wasn't for Serial's gazer powers. Uh, But Crit is suspecting that there's an imposter. An imposter... Among us, yes. Hey, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> and uh, they are asking the gang 
for help because they are the only ones they can truly trust since they were the only ones not actually there when the whole event occurred. Um, so here we are in this little side closet beneath the observatory area, this observatory dome building just beneath in a little secret hallway, a little secret passage um, where the gang is kind of in Crit's conspiracy closet where he has all these uh, ropes and pins and pictures and stuff of who could it be who done it and he asks you all for help and in return he'll give you transportation to head to uh, the moon place where you can find out where the rest of the grand treasure clues are so you're all in this room crit is standing there with you guys and he last said I have some suspicions of who it could be I pull out my pen and my notepad and the detective music comes on, obviously. And I say, well, that's great. We'll take all the information we can. My two main suspects are the two individuals who are always supposed to be on watch. We have a rotating watch of the sigil. Normally, whenever anybody goes up, we'll see them, we'll screen them and everything. We are not so closed off as greeters often come here. But we were never anticipating any enemies. But the two who were watching was Shabam and Gary Goo. Okay, can you describe what they look like for us, Crit? Shabam is a minotaur alchemist. Very into books and knowledge and mixing of chemicals. They're somewhat nerdy and a little dramatic. I think it could have been them. Potentially wanting to find more rare potions or things to work with. Perhaps the flock somehow got to him or or somehow he managed to create his own geyser glass to go down to home temporarily. Next, Scary Goo. A sentient slime man. You can usually find him in the mess hall, eating away. It's him. I would think that as well. He's quite... I can only describe him as... uh, Sketchy. Little slimy too. Clearly, they were at their post. I asked Ariel to jail them to put them in the brig. She would not do it. She said they were pure, which is ridiculous. She's not a gazer who gazes into people. She could not know these things. She, well, knowing so much about the heavens and the world, I think is biased and oblivious to the ones around her, the ones she's been protecting. Everyone here is like her child. And I think she gives people the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, that's something that we're grateful for ourselves, because otherwise, you know, we could have been filled like pin cushions when we got here. And, uh, you know, she she is willing to give us a chance as well. Yes, but I fear for everyone's safety. I bluffed again, saying you were the reinforcements that I was calling for my time on home, but I worry that the flock will attack again. It's only natural. 
And just to clarify, these two people are on rotation on, at different times, right? They're not on at the same time? Same time. I see. Well, then who do they rotate with? Are they they just basically there all the time? Well, there's a handful of people they rotate with, but those were the two that were active during the whole period. It's kind of a daily watch. I I'm see. sorry, in your explanation there, you... I, I failed to hear a true motivation for Gary other than... That you said he just seemed sketchy and was eating often. That Good was, enough for me. How does that incriminate <laughs> someone in this case? And for and with the the Shabam, the Minotaur Alchemist, what reason do you have to believe that he made a deal with the flock? There's, it's hard to find motivation from those descriptions alone. Is there, is there anything else that would lead you to suspect them? Simply the fact that they were there and they should have watched. They have to be the first leads at least, if not the guilty party. I don't know their motives. If I did, this case would already be closed. I can't even assume why any hollow would work with the flock. It seems ridiculous. They're natural enemies of us. Okay, and then the, the last question, I mean, you know, I think Serial is great. I'm a big fan. Um, but aside from her, who else would have that kind of authority to just simply negate your investigation? I mean, I think that alone, if we're a third party and coming in uh, and we alone could be trusted, you know, it, it begs the question, you know, is Serio really just turning a blind eye and being generous or is she covering her own tracks through association? You know, maybe she could have put um, a couple different things like she could have been working with Shaban and Gary Goo, or maybe she has an alternate way that people can come in. Uh, up onto Glimpse. Um, do, do we have any more information about where she was at that time? She was in the observatory, most likely in her quarters. I refuse to believe that she had any part of this, considering she was the only thing that stopped the attack from finishing us off. Right. Well, Crit, you know, I, I really don't want to offend you. I mean, you're one of my closest friends. But, you know, you, know you, you brought us here just to look at all angles, so th that's the only reason I ask. I don't want to offend I you. I brought you here as a last resort. I, I don't know what to do. I, my hands are tied. I can't go around investigating. And unfortunately, I need to ask you all to, but you don't have authority to do it either. So you're going to have to act quick before word gets out. And Serial gets pissed at all of us. So if you don't solve this case quick for me... We're all going to be in hot water. Just before we go around shooting first and asking questions later, is it possible that it's neither Shabam or Gary? Is it possible that something else may have prevented their watch and stopped them? Is it, is it right to already assume that one of them is guilty? Of course. Do you know what? It'd probably be proprietous if we pursued these first leads. I mean, these are our most promising... Let's chase these down to where they lead, and if it's a dead end, then we can go back to square one. But if speed is of the essence, it would be at least nice to be able to talk to Serial and say, well, we can confirm it's not these two. You know Don't what I mean? bring anything to Serial. No, no, I, I mean, just, just when you're ready. She already doesn't really trust you. And she's wary of me right now for vouching for you all so hard. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're not going in with tunnel vision. Like, it has to be one of these two. Let's just make sure... It's not. It doesn't have to open. be. I said that. Of course it doesn't have to be them. It can be someone else, but I'm hoping that you can gather information rather quickly. 
I can't move around with such fluidity like you can. You can pass this off as getting to know the people here while you're acting as the new uh, helpful guardians for the potential next flock attack. I understand you're stressed, Crit, but I'm just making sure we're all on the same page. We're about to go out there and start interrogating people we've never met secretly. I want to make sure we all know what we're doing. I don't know exactly what to do. That's why I need your help. If you're looking for more info, I don't have it. I told you it all. You can prepare and prepare all you want, but sometimes you need to act. And that's what I need help with. Alright, well, we read you loud and clear. Do we want to... Uh, question these these two separately. Uh, do we want to split up as well? Like maybe two of us go investigate Shabam, two of us investigate Gary Goo, or do we all four of us want to interview one at a time or both at a time? What are we thinking? I cannot investigate anyone with you. Okay, well, we will keep you informed then. Uh, maybe just wait here or we'll see you at the mess hall or something like that. I'll be around in the hallways down here. When you all finish your investigation, come down here. And tell me who your main suspect is. I will give you then the keys to the transportation. And I'll see you off. Well, then I guess we should go start asking questions. Yeah, okay. We'll be back soon, Crit. As soon as we at least have something to tell you. Hopefully it's positive. Good luck. Please. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll make sure Gary gets his just desserts. Be... Uh, well, we, we don't know that yet. Tim, I know it. It's him. He's slimy. He said that. You know, if he's always in the mess hall, maybe he's guilt eating. Don't know. I mean, probably not right to assume that, but we'll we'll look into it. We'll chase down all leads. Glimpse and all the hollow people, myself and Serial, will thank you after. It's just everyone's on edge. Please do not get found out and do not create too much of a ruckus. And don't let anybody really suspect that you're really investigating them. Because if word gets out, I don't know what Serial will do. For a gazer, she can be quite blind. Uh, I go to leave the room. Wait for me! I follow behind. Although I am going to pause right at the doorway. I'm going to rest my hand. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't oh, sorry, pause sorry, that saying. I, I was thinking of doing Ow. something kind of cinematic here. Sorry, just to ignore me. I'm going to rest my hand on the door frame, And I'm just going to turn my head to look back at Crit. And we say, one last thing. How many people died in that last attack? Around a dozen, thankfully. And they're all buried around here somewhere? Yes, some are buried, but not all. Some are in the rooms in this hallway down here. In their original bedrooms, just resting until we can find the time to put them to rest. Okay, good to know. Thank you. And I walk out. All right. All right. So where to first, Sherlock and Holmes and Watson and and all of you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn to the other two. And I'm going to, you know, put my kind of pinch that spot above, like in between your eyebrows and kind of like when you're thinking. You say, okay, so what we know so far is that Shabam, uh, he'll probably be around books or alchemy some area somewhere, and Gary Goo is, we know where he is in the mess hall. Do we want to start there, and then we can kind of find out where the where Shabam is afterwards? I mean, I, I guess, but just keep in mind, this seems like a minefield of just danger. If if 
if that one lady finds out what we're doing, it's it's all over. And even if we do find out who did this, do you really think they're going to want to thank outsiders for solving their problems? I think the point is we're going to tell Crit and he's going to kind of take the majority of the credit and we're also going to dip after that, so I'm not too concerned about the aftermath at this point. I don't know, these gazers could gaze at our whole journey after this and mess with us. That's all I'm saying. Uh, she's got a white blindfold. She's too busy staring at the divine. Oh, wait, I guess that is me. Alright. All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that felt gross. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm gonna say, and we, ha we have to try to find some form of evidence uh, because they're not gonna be... They're, they're going to be loath to to believe that one of their own is the perpetrator, but um, I, I mean, with the three of us, there's nothing we can accomplish. So, um, do do we know how to get to the mess hall? I look for a map on the wall. You look for a map on the wall. What? There's a map, and you can oh, see all man. these locations. There's the library, the mess hall, Serial's quarters, the living quarters, which is basically the whole below area is living quarters and rooms in the circular hallway. Um, and you can also see, you know, there's like a greenhouse garden area. Um, but those are the main four points. Serial's office, the mess hall, the library, and the greenhouse. And the and with the candlestick in, in the bathroom, I guess. Or whatever the clue spaces are. Nice. Okay, well, let's go to the mess hall, guys. Let's start with Gary Goo. Yeah, by all means. Norman, you seem to have a pretty good ability to, to read people. And if I were think I know you. You have the ability to read people's thoughts in some situations, do you not? Uh, I do. It's not an exact science. Um, so what really works best for me is if you guys ask the questions and I can kind of just work in the background when needed to kind of probe their mind. Um, just they don't really know, notice so me what right you're away saying probing. is I'll do all the talking. I'll take care of this. I know it's Gary. Well, we'll, we'll see. Okay, let's go. And I walk oh, to the I know. <laughs> it it's Gary. Zip, I know you 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 know it's Gary, but let's not let Gary know that you know it's Gary until Oh, he already knows it's Gary because it's him. <laughs> I know, but I don't I don't want you to let Gary know that we know it's Gary. I mean Gary. if we all know. <laughs> Zip, I'm just saying don't do anything drastic, please. All right, until we've talked to When Shabam. have I ever done anything drastic, Garyan? I'm literally sneaking <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're right. That would be very out of character for you. But let's just make sure we keep it restrained until we talk to Shabam, okay? I'm literally... I'm in restraints right now. I'm on a freaking moon. <laughs> I, I feel confident, guys. Let's, let's go ahead. All right. You all head up the stairs. Uh, to the base level of the observatory and you're in the mess hall. It's this big wide open space with lots of like cafeteria tables. It, it looks like just a regular kind of cafeteria. Uh, you can see there's a little space in the corner where there's a kitchen and a, and a kind of bar waiting stand with seats and, and lots of trays of food that they put out. Um, and you can notice in this crowd of hollow a green slime man kind of sitting alone at a table just eating like a ton of spaghetti and it's just like going in them and you just see a bunch of spaghetti floating and then dissolving and they're just but they're they haven't taken like a full human shape they're kind of like just human-ish shaped from like the waist up the rest is like blobbing and just like dripping off the seat um 
but they have kind of like nubby arms and a little bit of indents in the slime to form a face. Uh, so kind of like chaos from the Sonic the Hedgehog universe, that blue guy. <laughs> no, that's what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, yeah. I, oh. Your mother never loved you, did she? Oh, boy. They peer up from their spaghetti and, like, slops out of their slime back onto the plate with some green goo attached. Oh. Like, and they're like, <laughs> I don't know about that, but, but uh, you know, uh, she did tell me I was uh, pretty handsome. But, you know, she said, she said she I was used like, to feed you this meal all the time, and you're trying to get in her good books, huh? You were always so picky when you were younger. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, people have preferences. I mean, I, I like preferences for things I, like the way I like my haircut. You know, the last time I was at well, the Well, it's too late! And I, I slap his <laughs> spaghetti plate to the side. Zippy. You should have eaten it when you were with her. But now what? She's gone! Well, I don't know about that, but I haven't seen her in a little bit, but I don't know if she's passed on. You know, Ma, Ma was really good with her hands. She was really Slime and punch it, so you have a- an excuse for everything, don't you? Uh, Book him, Norman. I don't know about that, but I'm gonna go, you know. I'm gonna chuckle and sit down across from Gary Goo, and I'm gonna slide the tray back. And I'm gonna say, Don't worry, my friend likes to give people a hard time when he's n- new to them. How's it going? My name's Norman D. This is Darian, and this is Zippy over here. Pleasure to meet you. Well, I don't know about Nice to meet you. I don't know about that. Uh, people have different names. You know, you'd say something else is different name. Names are weird, you know. They they always come. Well, and what do you know? You you don't know a lot about nothing, I, do I, you? I don't know a lot about that. <laughs> I don't know a lot about knowing things or knowing that I know things. You know, I don't read books. Look, we're trying to find out who killed a person around here. What was what? it? Someone killed someone. I don't know. Someone we're here for? No, no, no. We're what we're trying to say is. We're sorry that people were killed around here. We we heard that a lot of people died recently in, in an attack. We're, we've come to. We're, I don't know about murder or anything. I, I do know about uh, people dying, but I don't know. I don't know about any domestic murder cases. I'm, yeah, I'm no, going to absolutely rub my thumb along the medallion, my detect thoughts medallion on my hanging from my neck. Yeah, and he's gonna, just having a a hard time just trying to say we're we're very sorry for your loss with uh, your friends in the attack. I don't know about that. You must be devastated. Eh, I don't know about that. I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. <laughs> See, he doesn't know anything. I'm casting Detect Thoughts. It's because he's hiding so much. So just you're aware, Norman, when you're using Detect Thoughts, if you do want to probe deeper, uh, they will know you're doing that regardless of the save. Uh, but you can just hear surface level thoughts for free. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not trying to like probe enough to like make them aware. I'm just looking for like any mental images that would flash in their mind at this at this talk. You're using your thinking, and uh, you see a flash of them just kind of up on a hill. Him with a minotaur, wearing these glasses, and their face is kind of like patchy. It's like missing hair in certain squares of their face, and they're just kind of sitting overlooking glimpse together. Uh, and then you just hear the words in his head appear, and he's like, I don't know about these people. I don't know about these people. Okay, I'm going to say, well, Gary, I have some good news for you. Um, would you like to hear it? I don't know about that. Depends <laughs> on uh, what you think good news is. Okay, so I actually uh, know a little bit about how to manipulate the weave. All of us are uh, proficient spellcasters and fighters ourselves. I have the ability to to create a barrier that's that basically is in front of the of the quote-unquote port key 
um, the portal that would allow people to come into this space. That would basically, for anyone who was not permitted to enter it, um, would find themselves in a deadly trap. Um, do you think that it would only take 10 minutes to set up? Do you think that, uh, would you feel like accompanying me there so I could set that up for us? Or do you think that's a bad idea? Uh, what do you think? And I don't I'm know looking about that. I'm halfway through my spaghetti. I mean, I, I, I don't know about that. But you're not halfway through anything. It's on the floor over there. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I don't know about that, but I'm saving it for later. You know, it's a little seconds. Slimes know that the the one thing they do know is that they're not picky. I know you said I was picky, but I actually do know about that. Norman, Darian, this guy's a waste of time. I don't know why we even thought of going to this guy. Can I um just do a quick? subtle glance around to see if anybody's kind of listening in on our conversation or kind of sketched out by what's going on. Perception check. Uh, 16. You look around and you are getting some eyes, but nobody's listening in. Okay. Okay. Um, well, yeah, Zip, if you, if you... If that's what you think, then I think we should probably be on our way. Gary, thanks for entertaining us. Uh, enjoy your spaghetti. I don't know about that if it was entertaining, but if you need anything else, you know where to find me. You gave us no information. We tried. I don't know about that. I said a little bit about myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on to the next one. All right, detective man. What's next? So, yeah, basically what I'm trying to do is while I'm untangling my legs from those small cafeteria tables, I'm, like, picking up my travel sack, but I accidentally, quote-unquote, spill it open. And if there's still any spaghetti left on the table that he's interested in eating, that he looks like he's still eating, I want to accidentally drop my plushy dash hun that I got from Valentine's shop last episode onto that spaghetti so that he'll have to move it to keep on eating. Uh, So this dash hun, if you recall... Uh, it activates when people are sad. Yes. Or I think it's like sad and or um, like when they're feeling bad about something. The, the it's words... when they're feeling like sad or down. Um, cool. And yeah. then the iron core barred collective miasma. Um, you put it down uh, and it lands on the table and it's just like, oh, uh, I don't know about this. So... I'm sorry, I dropped that. Do you mind passing it back to me? Oh, uh, sure. And they pass it back, and you have the dash on. And I listen in that one little anime moment of silence, you know, that one second that takes like 10 minutes. Do I hear like the opening swell of a chord or anything like that? Nope. Nothing. Cool. Gary Goo's not a sad guy. Cool. I'm, I'm going to pick up the toy, dust off some of the spaghetti sauce. I'm going to say, okay, sorry about that. Have a great meal. I'm going to spin on my heel and start to walk away. If I may, as one parted question, Gary, what do you know? You know? You know? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy your the rest of your spaghetti. Oh, I know, I know, I'll, you know, I know I'll enjoy the rest of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. He starts slopping it into his slime. As we walk away, I shudder and I say, either he knows literally nothing or he feels no remorse for what has happened because he, he did not trigger any of my detect thoughts or any of my other shenanigans. He 
Uh, yeah, again, totally ignorant or like super cold. I think it's probably a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Zippy, why did you go in so aggressive? I think we're doing good cop, bad cop. You know, like he was laying it on hot. I was trying to be gentle. And you were like our muscle, you know, kind of in the background. Yeah, you were like our muscle, Darian. What do you mean going in? We're not supposed to be cops. The whole thing is we're supposed to be super low key. Like, (laughs) we're not supposed to let really people know that we're investigating. Oh, you don't have to broadcast it out loud, Darian. Darian. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Listen, I, I have a feeling Gary Goo is not... He's not going to retain a lot of our conversation. I don't think he remembered a lot of it. I think we should just move on to Shabam and move quickly. But you know what, Darian? We'll let you take the lead on this one. You're right. And he's got the longest lifespan out of all of us. He needs to start learning as many <laughs> skills as possible. <sighs> all right, Darian. I'll teach you the art of the bad cop. You just got to get right in there and start throwing stuff. Um, I'll be the muscle. I think I'm going to pass on Bad Cop, if that's okay with you, and, I don't know, just talk to Shabam. <laughs> that's okay, because it's my specialty. Well, still, I think, Darian, be nice, Cop, but you stop. Yeah, can I, is it okay if I break the ice with Shabam when we go find him? But he's got such a good name to get in there all Bad Cop. Shabam! <laughs> yeah, but you you kind of had your big Shabam moment when you smacked all the spaghetti off the table. And did it matter in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, you learned that Gary Goo didn't know anything. Okay, I think we should make our way to the library. I'm going to find another map on the hallway wall. (laughs) So conveniently located. (laughs) And I'm going to start walking in the hopes that they follow me. Where are you heading? Library, greenhouse, or serials quarters? Uh, I I think library. It could be the garden, because he's an alchemist, right? But... So I think I oh, his... oh, yeah, 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 Darian, we'll follow your hunch. I mean, okay, I have no guarantee that he's going to be there. Oh, well, we have no guarantee at this point. Given Darian's natural ranger senses, you head over to the nearest foliage uh, area, and you can see it's like a greenhouse-y area. Um, and you walk in, and there's lots of, like, you know, plants and trees. It is just kind of like a mini jungle inside uh, the moon. <laughs> Uh, you can immediately feel like mist and sprays. They've kind of set it up so that they have some reoccurring food source. Uh, and in there, you notice there's like a tree that has some apples growing from it. And you can see a large minotaur with patches over their face where there's no hair. And they have these circular glasses and they're reaching up to grab an apple from the tree. Quick, Darian, ask him where we can find Shabam. Well, that apple looks mighty tasty. <laughs> you go up and ask him and they kind of jump a little bit when you ask them that and they rip the <laughs> rip the apple off and a little bit of the branch and they're like oh oh hello oh hey hi oh hi i'm uh it's uh nice to make your acquaintance i'm a bit of a fan of nature myself ah uh, yes uh, lots of people are yes I, uh, sorry, I, I, I'm so rude. I, uh, I didn't introduce myself. My name is, uh, Darian Branch. What's yours? Ah, Darian. Oh, you must be a part of the new security here. Oh, yes. Uh, my name is Shabam. Oh. oh, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I guess you could call us security if you, if you want to. I mean, really, we're just going around meeting people. It's kind of our first time on the moon, you know? So oh, we yes. Just, uh, 
Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a uh, great to to see. What are you working on? Is this just like a a regular apple or some kind of special moon apple? I'm I'm not really familiar with botany on other planets or just celestial a regular, bodies. Regular, just, just a regular apple. Yes, getting a little peckish. Yes, while I rebuild my my lab. Yes. Oh, re- rebuild your lab? Did you you lost the first one? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, just before the flock came to attack, I I, I uh, left something on, I guess, and uh, it kind of exploded. Oh my goodness! You and that was right before the attack. You you lost your whole lab. Yes, I was off watching the the entrance uh, sigil and. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, Duty Rudy comes and fetches me and tells me, Oh, kabam, shabam's lab just went bam, oh. Who, sorry, who was that? Duty Rudy? Duty Rudy, yeah. Uh, sorry, who's that? Oh, he's a little troublemaker, he's a little puppet, he's a little puppet man. Uh, likes to likes to play tricks and likes to, likes to uh, yell at people like me. So you think he might have had something to do with it? He's a bit of a trickster? Do you think it might have been a trick gone wrong? And does that mean you weren't on watch when the attack happened? Well, I, I was on watch and uh, with, with Gary and, and whoa, I get a call and whoa, I head over because everything's on fire. And, and when I'm there, I, I hear uh, uh, that something went awry and I, I left a burner on or... Or I do suspect potentially duty did, and uh, you know some of the kids oh, you around suspect here. Someone? Sorry, you suspect someone, huh? Well, I think duty Rudy may have been getting up to no good with some of my chemicals. I don't normally forget things, yes, and uh, I think maybe he turned something on, yeah. You're pretty quick to blame someone, huh, without having all the information. I mean, it's pretty clear I saw wood shavings, oh, but I can tell they're a little different from the regular wood of my desks. I think maybe they're Rudy's. But what were you doing during this time? I was putting out the fire so it didn't burn out everything. And I heard the flock sentinel approaching, but I was just focused on keeping everything safe in here. Wait... How could you hear that if you were putting out the fire? That must fires are pretty loud, and I imagine some alarms were going off. How would you be able to hear that? Well, because of the low oxygen content, sound travels a little bit further because it doesn't have many particles to collide into, so it can, sound travels a little bit longer up here. Was was duty was duty with you trying to put out the fire? Or did he bail? Well, I told him to sit back. He kind of. You know, cheered me on, uh, but I can't let a wooden man get clue close to fire. So he was with you, though, at your laboratory before the attack happened. And he was with yes. you at the beginning of it. Yes, he was. And he was, he was saying it wasn't him. He said, I don't know. He was already kind of dodging blame, which is kind of a clear sign of someone actually being the ones who blame. Yes. Wait, how would there be even a fire if there's no oxygen? Or very little oxygen around here, because we're on the moon. Well, there's lots in the greenhouse. It's just, there's not so much everywhere else. The sound travels up to the greenhouse, and I can still hear it. It's still, you know. But you said that's because there's low oxygen. Yes, but it's not like the space, all the whole space is oxygen between here and there. You know, it doesn't have, 
it's like hitting a wall and it pushes through a little bit. I'm not saying it was super loud. That's not how that works. <laughs> You're lying. No, no, th that makes sense to me. I mean, like, in, of course, inside the greenhouse where there is lots of oxygen, it would be very loud. But outside of the greenhouse. But he said there's low oxygen I because think, he could hear it. I think it. you shouldn't think too hard on it. I know. <laughs> he said there's low oxygen, so he would be able to hear. And that would mean that there wouldn't be much of a fire because, like, fire eats oxygen and once the oxygen is gone there's no more fire yeah so there's a difference between low oxygen and no oxygen though right I either way Enough let's put a pin in it sound to travel further yeah uh, it's I it mean, sound would travel farther hey do you actually. guys want to see something alchemy related that's not sound I, I don't want to talk about that anymore i see you're all talking about it sure okay watch and he pulls out two potions and he pours one into another and it like fizzes he's like hey whoa how do you like that, hey? Is that vinegar and baking soda? <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's, it's just my uh, imitation volcano, you see? Whoa, fizzy, don't touch it. It might burn. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's trying to distract us, Darian. Yeah. Listen, do you, where would we find Duty Rudy right now? Does he, is there a place he likes to, uh, to hang out? Usually in the library, you know, he's usually in there... Uh, Reading books, I, I, you know. Okay, good to know. I write that down on my notepad. I want to cast detect thoughts on this guy as well. You hear um, over the surface level thoughts. You see flashes of a fire. You see flashes of him with Gary Goo at the top, um, and then uh, you can see he's not putting out the fires in one of them. He's like hiding something. He's like, he was hurrying into the fire, not only to put it out, but also he was like grabbing certain things and he was like putting it away in a bush nearby. And this is at the lookout site? This is in the greenhouse. Okay, uh, so you can actually like peer behind him and you can see the bush that uh, he was potentially hiding stuff in. Okay. I'm gonna... But you don't see anything in it from where you're standing. Okay, I'm going to start, like, casually walking around, looking at, like, the foliage and everything, and I'm just going to nod to Darian, or, and Zippy while I'm behind him to, like, and I'm going to kind of do, like, the looping gesture to, like, say, like, keep talking to him, and I'm going to start peering casually behind the, the bush. So, did, did you ever determine the actual cause of the fire? Like, uh, clearly the, your lab burned down, but we're, after the fact, we're able to find, you know, what started it. You were guessing a few things, but you... you did you ever figure out really what it was, though? Yes, I found that one of my fire runes accidentally hit with some magnesium, and oh, this is a real big bright sun, just shush, burned bright and caught fire on my desk and my notes. Oh, that, that's a real shame. Yeah, how do you think that happened? You lost... It conveniently fell on your notes. That seems rather odd if nobody was in the lab. Do you think... What do you, how do you think that happened? Well, I was recently doing some experiments with fire runes, and there was a whole bar of magnesium nearby, and I think, as I said, probably duty. I thought it'd be fun to make little sparks. He's seen me do it before. Sometimes he watches me do my, my thing, and I think it went a little too far. And what's uh, what was the research for? And Dan, while he's looking... Uh, looking at that, I'd I'd like to make an investigation, like in the bush, to see if there's anything, any remains of what he would have hidden there. Investigation check. Okay. Twelve. 
you look in the bush and you're screwing around um, and just before you see something you hear Shabam turn around and just go hey what are you doing those don't touch those we have those are special you shouldn't touch those oh I'm just trying to clear away some of the ash in the in the debris really unfortunate what happened here and I'm just gonna keep going <laughs> okay you keep going no investigation check needed uh, and you can see there's ash there is ash on stuff to your left there is a door and you can see singe marks it looks like the lab was just off the greenhouse um, and you reach down and you see there's uh, a vial a vial with some uh, green liquid in it and he's like hey stop you it don't looks like you're bro- hey get out of that bush hey settle settle down there Shabam why are you so worked up Nothing, please stop! And he starts rushing over to you, Norman. I grab him. I stand up and look at it calmly. You grab him, grab his arm, Darian, and he jolts back and he's like, stops his track, and you hold the vial. And he's just like, okay, okay. What's this? Don't open that. Hey. What is it? I'm going to walk up to to be in front of him, and I'm going to hold the vial close to him. I'm going to say, why? What happens if you do? Nothing good, I promise. Please, ho. I start to, like, unwed the cork in it. Hey, okay, okay. Stop, stop. What is it? Why don't you tell us? Open it. Open it, Norman. (laughs) No, don't tell us. Just open it. Please, please don't. Tell me right now. It's dangerous. I open it in front of me. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to take a break. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. You start uncorking it. And you start here. It's like screams are building, like, from inside. And you pop it off. And a shill screech just goes real high-pitched. And that's where we're going to take a break. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What is up, cheapskates? It's Jacob, back again. It's me versus Seth at this point for the mid-roll show. Who will win? I don't know. Find out next year? Season four, maybe? I I don't know. Anyways, I'm here to just tickle your ears and tell you, how have you been enjoying our show? Well, that sounds like a question, actually. Well, I'll get to the tell you part. How have you been enjoying our show? Season 3, this is what, episode 9? Not bad, not bad, I'd say. We're kind of just making our through this whole, making our way through this whole moon arc. Um, and it's uh, kind of a kind of a crazy little little shindig that's going up up on up on, on top of this, this here moon. But uh, we'll figure it out, I imagine. Anyways, if you enjoy uh, us, our show... Our goofs, our gaffs, our laughs. Well, why don't you just talk to us directly? Reach out to us. We have a Reddit 
Cheaper by the Dungeon on Reddit. We have our Twitter, Facebook. Reach out to us. Say, hey, I really like this part of the show. How did you make it so cool? Or, you know, I didn't like this part of the show. How did you make it so bad? Uh, I, I don't know. We're here to talk to you, though. And we're here to reach out to you and say, hey, you're right. Or, hey, <laughs> you're wrong. Leave me alone. But you know what's a really good way of reaching out to to us and even some of our fans? Well, it's our Discord. And here's the tell you part. It's only $2, folks. Have you heard of a cup of coffee? Those things. Two bucks, usually. I don't know. Starbucks can get a little pricey sometimes. But and not a sponsor. Um, $2 a month. To reach out to our fans, we play games on there. We do listens together. Sometimes we let you in some secrets early. And hey, you can uh, hear from from the horse's mouth itself. Connor says some funny things on there. Sometimes it's a hoot and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I encourage you all if you've made it this far in the show, reach out to us for a question ask us things maybe we'll bring it up in the mid rolls maybe we'll bring it up even at the beginning of the show be like hey this person has an interesting question i encourage you i just i want to talk to you maybe that's just me so maybe just when you hear seth's mid rolls come up every other episode just skip them i'm always here for you anyways we'll move on to the next part of the show second half Hope you enjoy. Thanks. And we're back. And uh, Norman just opened Pandora's vial. A special green vial that Shabam was uh, hiding gets uncorked and screams start emanating from it. And a shill scream emerges and it's deafening and then silences. And you all just witness the green fluid in the bottle just like evaporate and open and just washes over. And the little vial is empty. But Norman, you're facing Shabam and you look up and you can see his eyes are just wide and he's just like unresponsive. They're just staring over your head. I'm going to spin around and say, why? What's going on? Shabam, what's wrong? What the hell was that? Oh. Oh, no. What? Why? What's... I don't feel good. Oh. We probably shouldn't have opened that. You know what? Now... Thanks, Sippy. They're just waving back and forth. They look like they're, they like they're going to pass out. They're waving back and forth. Okay, I'm going to put my hands on his shoulders, and I'm going to say... I, I'm, now I'm going to detect thoughts for sure, and I'm going to probe, and I'm going to say, what happened that night of the invasion? Tell me now. You try to probe... And you can hear a little bit of Shabam. I won't make a wisdom save for this because they immediately fail. Uh, and you can hear a little bit. And he's like, oh, and you see basically what he's talking about. He was at the point with uh, Gary 
Rudy the puppet comes up, tells him there's a fire. They run back and they're in the fire and he starts hiding stuff. And then after he's done hiding stuff, uh, he goes out, starts seeing uh, there's a fight. uh, And then he just goes back to the lab. And as he's going back to the lab while the fight's going on, it cuts out and a new memory starts forming. And you start seeing a memory from inside this vial. You can see like it's a glass and you can see it's kind of like just watching as Shabam is working. And you can see it's like a third person view in this uh, vial and it's kind of shaking and stuff. Uh, And it's like knocking and then it goes back further and you can see when it was like in a pot and it was like being brewed and you can see it's like looking up in this cauldron and you can see the black rim and then you can see a ladle coming down picking you up and pouring you into a vial and then corking it and then putting it next to all these other green vials on a shelf and it's just like what 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 from that can i glean where any of these other green uh, vials were you can tell they uh were in uh, the the lab that's just in the burnt door uh, off the greenhouse near that bush you checked. Okay, I'm going to come back to how long did it take to see those memories? Was it like an instant? It was pretty instantaneous. I'm going to use my, my, my mugger's mitt and I'm going to erase the last 30 seconds of his memory. You erase it and he's still just like waving back and forth. He's still in the same condition but the memory has been successfully erased. I uh, I have him steadied because I was holding his arm before. Okay, I'm going to say really quickly, I'm going to say, guys, we have another pass. Uh, I just brought his mind back basically to 30 seconds from now, but there's another presence in his mind. I'm going to look at the jar, at the vial in my hand. I'm going to say, whatever was in this, I'm going to look at Shabam, is now in him. And th- I'm going to back up and I'm going to move towards that lab door. I'm going to say, and there's more where these came from. Well, is there, is there a way to detect thoughts of the thing that went in his mind? I mean, I could try. I just, I only have one more detect thoughts. I'm, I'm saying this as I turn around and walk towards the lab door. I'm going to call back behind me. Uh, well, I could definitely try. It's just, I only got one more detect thoughts. I only have enough will to do it one more time today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that, that thing in the bottle would have seen, but it might have seen what happened in, in the fire and everything if... Uh, and see if we can get down to the truth of what happened there, because it seemed like a pretty significant incident. But if you want to hold it, I understand. No, we'll do it in a moment. I just want to see if there there are more of these green vials. Do we have time, though, while he's kind of incapacitated right here? I'm going to pause with my hand hovering over the doorway, and it's like that anime moment where, like, their eyes, everything is still, but their eyes are shaking. <sighs> And I turn back. You're right. This is the pressing matter. And I'm I'm going to go back up to uh, to basically stand face to face with Shabam. One other question: Did you see anything else when you were looking in there, Norman? I, I fill him in from what I saw about you know like this green thing being in a potion, and I kind of say, and I think that he made these things. Okay, well we definitely found our imposter, but what the heck are these vials? Well, we still don't know if he's the one that opened the way to the flock, but uh, I'm going to put my... Hold him still, Darian. I'm going to reach up to put my hands on either side of the Minotaur's head 
because I assume he's a little taller than me. And I'm going to look into his eyes. I'm going to say, to the presence inside of Shabam, how did this fire begin? And I'm going to detect thoughts one more time. My, my deepest probe, if I can, Seth. Okay. You don't have to make a wisdom save on this, naturally. Basically, you can see it flashes, and you see it's flashing, and they're in the lab, tucked away behind a book shelf. The, the vial is kind of hidden, and you can see it starts getting searched. Some wooden hands and human hands as well are searching the lab, and you're looking through it through the perspective of whatever was in this vial. You can see it's like patting around, patting around, and it grabs a tray of vi- uh, the vials that are like hidden, pulls them down, and your thing kind of rotates and it spins to look at another vial that has a label on it. And it just says Hollow Half Version 30. And uh, you can see uh, they're like kind of playing with it. One, one of them uh, is about to open one. And then the hand just kind of stops as they see something else and they put it down and they kind of drop the vials on the ground and it rotates. And then you can see, oh, there's this short little puppet boy wearing a little vest and this cute little like face with just like uh, shoveled out eyes and and a mouth. It's very like, it's not detailed really at all. It's just kind of like dot for eyes and a a one wide mouth. Um, It's more of a like (laughs) a face you'd see on a hand puppet or something. But it's a wooden little boy. Uh, and then you see a human person. The same human uh, teenager guy that Darian like, tripped in the last episode that was charging you with this big sword. Um, you can see they're kind of messing around. They're giggling. And you can see they take out one of these fire runes and they put it on the table. And they start looking for uh, some like liquids and stuff. And they start pouring it in uh, this like jar. And they start cooking and then the two of them are talking you can't really hear what it is it's like all muffled and then uh the boy the teenage boy kind of uh bumps into the table as rudy kind of like jokingly punches his knee after a joke and the jar falls and the liquid immediately like ignites that was in it and it starts this small fire and then they're trying to put it out uh, and Rudy's like terrified of uh, a fire. Duty Rudy, the rub- the puppet, and they run out of the room because um, they know they did a bad thing. And the teenagers like, uh, uh, and they're like fanning it, and they're fanning it, but that just makes it worse. Uh, and then they kind of just bolt, and that's all you see. Okay, I I stagger back after seeing all that, and I'm gonna fill them all in. So it was Rudy and that other boy. I don't know if you remember his name, but Darian, you made quick work of him. Um. They're basically the ones that started the fire. They were looking for more of these jars, and they—they they were just exper- They're just being kids, uh, stupid. But we just don't know if if this fire was an ample opportunity for f- the flock to come in because someone left their sentry or sentry point, or if like was this used as an opportunity moment, or uh, is this completely unrelated? And we just found someone who was guilty of a of another crime because you know starting a fire, you know, accidentally. How would that result in the, a flock sentinel being uh, summoned here? Look, that's a that's a very fair point, but I'm also wondering, you know, based on your description, 
Whose memory was it, then? If you were detecting the thoughts, whose thoughts were you reading if it wasn't the boys and if it wasn't Judy Rudy's? Who was the third person in the room? What's everyone's passive perception? Ooh. 16 for me, DM. 16 for me. Uh, 19. Okay, Ooh. Zippy's the only one that notices. Because of that scream, people from the mess hall are starting to come in, and they're, like, starting to walk in, and they're like, what's going on? What's going on? You see a crowd of people are just starting to come in as they heard the scream, and you can see Shabam's facing away from that entrance, uh, and they're still just kind of, like, dazed, and their mouth is, like, open. Some drool is coming out, and their eyes are just wide. Guys, there's there's people. They're coming. There, there, uh, there's people co- crowding in here. Hurry, hurry up, whatever we gotta do. Okay, I slipped the vial into my pocket right away, first off. Uh, I mean, should we go into the lab? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's go. I mean, the, the everyone else is block, uh, coming in through all the available entrances. I think we gotta go in. I, I'm, I'm just gonna say, leave him. Uh, for all they know, he was experimenting on something. We, we gotta go. I'm gonna go into the, certainly the way towards the lab. We don't want to just tell them that an experiment went wrong and it, okay. And I, uh, kind of set him down nicely against the tree with the apple in his hand and, uh, run into the lab. You all scurry off into the lab. You open the door and you can see it's just black. The walls are black. It's been burned. Shelves, everything. It looks like it's just been, like, trashed. Uh, you see some vials on the ground, but they're covered with black and the corks are off. Like, there's no liquid in them or anything. Um, and you can just see it's... Uh, a very burnt room. It hasn't been fixed at all. Uh, you run and hide, and you can just hear, you're all pressing your ears up against the door. You can hear outside, Hey, hey, what happened to Shabam? Shabam, are you okay? Hey, hey, say something. Why is he looking like the... What's in this apple? Uh, hey, listen, Shabam! Somebody get help! Somebody get help! Shabam! Shabam! And you hear another voice say, You guys go get help! I'm gonna look around here. This might be the work of the flock. First off, DM, do we recognize that voice? No. Okay, cool. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna stoop down and start brushing my hands throughout the ashes. And I'm gonna say, guys, get ready to, to start acting. We're looking for clues, okay? For whoever did this to, to Shabam. Do you think they'll believe we didn't see Shabam? Or, 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 or why would we not get a medical attention or anything? We don't know where to go over in this place. I'm going to pull up my my wand, and I'm going to cast light as like a flashlight on the at the tip of it. DM? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to start looking. Say, guys, get down. Start playing the part. Let's go. Uh, okay. Is, uh, DM, there's, is there any other windows or doors that we could try and bail out of? No, it's a closed room. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, I, I start sifting through things and uh, I'm, I'm just gonna whisper unless someone else has any better ideas but I'm looking around like I'm looking for quote unquote in the dark looking for clues you are all sifting and digging and sure enough you start hearing jiggle 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 on the doorknob and it opens up and light shines on and you guys are in kind of like you were in a dark room and light pours in and he just sees you all just kind of <laughs> on the floor on your hands and knees and he's just like uh who, who is that is that is that shabam who are you i'm gonna point my light 
Are you Shabam? Oh, are you a friend of his? He's totally sleeping on the job over there. Ah, stop with the. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I snuff out the light. I stand up. Hi, we're 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 looking for for clues onto what started this fire. How's it going? My name's Norman D. Pleasure to meet you. Norman D. Who are you people? Oh, we're part of the reinforcements from uh, Crit brought us. We're here to try to find out how the flock got in here, and we're supposed to help kind of reinforce the place with defenses. We're trying to find out. Uh, we thought this fire looked suspicious, so we're just investigating. Don't mind us, but uh, you might want to do something about your friend back there sleeping on the job. I don't know what he's experimenting on. He looks to be more than sleeping. When did you all get here? I remember hearing about reinforcements, but... Well, we got to a glimpse maybe like half an hour ago, but... Uh, we've been investigating this room for maybe like five, ten minutes. Not very long. You're investigating this fire rather than the portal, or... What? Well, we think it's an... Don't you think it's a tad suspicious that, uh... This fire happened at the same time? I mean, I, it doesn't take a genius to think that this could be some form of distraction to get the sentries away from the portal. That's probably why the sentry was able to get in so far. Come on, man. You gotta start using your brain. Roll Persuasion. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Okay. You have to. 18 plus 13, 31! Whoa. You're right. It is odd. <laughs> <laughs> have you found anything? Well, it's it's tricky because all, all we found are vials like this. And I'm going to pull out the one vial that I have. It's empty, and we found a few more over here, but they've all been broken open. Weird. Would you, do, who who typically has access to this room? Shabam. Usually uses it as, as his own private office or lab. But people are free to come and go inside. Okay, well, we also did find some wood shavings. Is there anyone here... You know, we all come in different shapes and sizes. Is there anyone here who... Um, is comprised of, of, of wood or, or anything like that that would kind of be responsible for those remnants? Duty, Rudy. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. I'm going to say, now hold on, I recognize that voice. It's important not to jump to conclusions. Let let us look into this because, after all, you have, you have no stake in this and we would hate to disrupt your relationship with someone, you know, just when we have a lead. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Sure. Head off. Investigate some more. I'll, I'll figure out why Shabam isn't waking up. Did you see anything before he fell asleep? Did he eat anything? Um, uh, well, I saw an apple on his desk. I thought he was sleeping. I didn't want to wake him. Sorry about that. I, I probably should have got authorities. It's, it's okay. It's not like him, but I'll figure that out. You guys continue investigating. Maybe find Duty Rudy. Uh, where do you think we'd find him? Maybe the library or... He's in the library usually, yeah. Okay, thanks. And I put my end on the shoulder again. I'm going to say, thanks for the help. Glimpse, you know, is, is uh, lucky to have a, a person like you on duty. And I start walking the room. Guys, let's go. Lead the way. You all start heading out of the greenhouse area, and there's people kind of crowding in or watching. And just as you're about to leave, like you pass the tree, you see Shabam is just staring open-eyed. Drool is pouring out of his mouth, and he's looking even more. His head's like tilting and going limp. Um, and you can just see, just as you're exiting the greenhouse back into the mess hall, you see coming in from the mess hall to the greenhouse is a tall white figure with a white band over their face. Oh, come on. 
and you can see it's Serial, and the two of you pass, and she's just like, what's going on? Why is Shabam? And then she gazes down at you guys as you're crossing paths. <laughs> can I skip this scene? I skip this cutscene. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she gazes, and she's like, what a, what a, what? Wait, you, you three stay there. And then she walks in and goes to Shabam and kneels down. What are you guys doing? Are you going to run or are you going to stay? Oh, man. I thought we were in the clear. Uh, you can also look over and see at the mess hall. Uh, Gary Goo is still just eating some spaghetti. <laughs> that guy is innocent. Um, Norman, it's your call. What do we do? Do we stay or go or we make our way back? I don't like... Uh, I think she's the last one I want to go with. I'm... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to start walking towards the library. The only way we can exonerate ourselves is if we find the culprit who really did this. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on us so that if anybody tries to follow us, um, they have a really hard time doing so. You all get enshrouded with the Pass Without a Trace as you start sneakily making your way away from the crowd and away from the greenhouse and away from Serial. Please make a stealth check. Plus 10. Oh my gosh. Oh, plus 10? 19. Whew, 4 plus 5 plus 10. Uh, 20 not natural. I got a 33. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Okay, you all did pretty good. But not good enough. Come on! Because as you're walking, nobody notices you slip away. But Gary Goo gives you a... And, and I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You all sneak away. Gary Goo is too invested in his past. He would never notice you. You'd need like a, a nat one to be noticed by him. Uh, or hit his spaghetti. Um, you guys run away invisibly, basically. And you're making your way. You see a map. And you can see a hallway that leads off the mess hall into the library. You rush in there. And immediately you're met with a very open ceiling. Very tall bookcases, lots of ladders that like roll on the side of them and, and go from side to side to get those high up books. And you're looking and there's some people just casually in here uh, looking, reading. There's little reading nooks and couches. And you look into the center area and there's large like communal tables. And you can see just at the other end of the library, it's kind of a rectangular room and you're on one side and at the other, uh, there's just more books, but you can see... Uh, the the hint of the boy the teenage boy that you tripped earlier and he's kind of just rubbing his knee and he looks like he's talking to someone behind a bookshelf uh, near the back there I want to cast Disguise Self to oh you know what no ne- never mind we're invisible okay we're, we're basically invisible I'm, I'm just gonna stay and you know what I will still well let me ask you if I cast Disguise Self does it undo Pass Without a Trace no it as long as you stay close to me, you'll keep your, your stealth bonus. I'm going to cast Disguise Self to look like that guy that caught us in that room. Okay. You turn yourself into... They were an orc, by the way. They were just a regular orc with kind of this shaved side heads with long hair on top kind of look. Uh, they think they're cool, but they're not. And, so I uh, trade my horns for canines, basically. Tusks. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> you transform into them. Sweet. Okay. And we say, guys, it's still me. I just, if we, in case we need to talk to them and get information, I thought they'd be more, be more forthtelling with someone they know. Yeah, that's pretty smart. 
I think time is of the, of the essence, though. Let's go chat. You're sneaking up. And I want everybody to make a perception check. Zippy with advantage because it's hearing-based. 17, Seth. 19, uh, 20. Not natural. Again, actually. Sorry. And by the way, Seth, can you start giving us some wisdom saving throws? Because we have advantage on those because of the meal we had the <laughs> <No>. other day. <laughs> uh, 10 plus 5, 15. Okay. You all meet the bar, and you're going up closer, and you can overhear them. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of hurts, but I took him down pretty good. We kind of wrestled, and <laughs> it was pretty sick. Yeah. Green guy's a pushover. You know, he can, he can beat me. <laughs> And you hear a voice coming from behind the bookshelf, and it's like, Oh, well! Oh! Damn! I can't believe it! You're so cool! Yeah, and all the work and that's really playing off! Yeah, I know. Man, I think I could have taken all three. Next time a flock sentinel comes, they better they better run, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna trip them. I'm gonna put scabs on their knees. Like, check, out, check this out. Oh, man, it's oozing! It's pussing! Anyways, did you bring the magazine? Jeez, oh, man. You don't even want to... You just write down to business. Okay, okay. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Uh, I want to hear about this magazine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dare we? Like, dare I say it, I'd like to listen a, a few seconds more. Everybody agree? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm just going to look at Zippy and Darian and say, I want to hear this. <laughs> Even though we, Darian just said we're running out of time, you guys are now at the book, uh, the bookshelves just behind. So you can even kind of like open it up and peer through, and you can see the little head of the the wooden puppet. And you're overhearing, and uh, the puppet just goes, "Yeah, you know me, always out of business, but you can't blame me. It's been stressful days, you know. Oh, and." Don't worry, I brought yours. Oh, sick. Yeah, I was running out of good stuff in the other one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here you go. And you catch a glimpse. Specifically, Darian does, because he got the highest perception. He's handing over to the puppet this, like, carpentry magazine. <laughs> wow. Some good wood in that one. <laughs> With some, some ornate <laughs> chairs. And, uh, and like, you know, other other cool knickknacks and uh, really cool stuff you can whittle with wood. Okay. So, guys, I think I think we found a dead end. Look, just go ask him a few questions and see what comes of it. Okay. I walk around the corner. And I'll drop past without a trace so he doesn't look weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Uh, and I'm going to say, uh, try and imitate his voice the best. I'm gonna say, hey, what's this? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the teenager, like, oh, oh, and you're closer to them, and the, the puppet just goes, oh, what the fuck? And they drop the magazine uh, that they were gonna give to the teenage boy, and they take their wooden one, uh, the, the carpentry one, and they just start running, and they're like, oh my god! And they're just running away, and they're not that fast. They're not that fast, because they got little legs, and the teenage boy is just stunned. He's like, oh, yo, Nathan, whoa! <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, uh, just looking for books on how to heal, how to heal, uh, knees. Just imagine what Serial would say if don't. she knew about you two doing don't, this don't, in the don't, library don't, don't, of all places. 
She doesn't need to know. You're right, she doesn't need to know. Both guys, we get it. But there are some things I need to know. And if you want this to stay between us, you're gonna talk. Man, please. I'm starting to sound like Gecko Saiba. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Um, sit down. Oh, sit down. No. He sit down at one of the tables nearby. And who do I have? I only have the human. Yeah, the puppets like ran away, and they're like, ah! they're like, they're like hiding behind some books way at the other end, and they're like trying to scale one of the bookshelves to get away. <laughs> they're like still freaking out, but their voice isn't that loud, and they're just like. Ah! They're just still climbing. Okay. I'm going to tap my finger kind of absentmindedly on the desk, and I'm going to say, um, I know where you were when the invasion happened. I know you were in the lab. Oh, man. I thought this was going to be the talk. Um, okay. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Do you realize what happened because Shabam wasn't at his post? Because of that fire that you and that puppet started? Yes. Those lives, they can never be brought back. Don't have to remind me, man. Listen, I'm going to pull out the vial. I'm going to slide it forward. What do you know about these? They're not alcohol. Did you have one? No. It looked like green goo. Like, no. We were were in there. We were in there trying to make drinks. And we spelled it. I'm sorry. I know we're underage. I don't care about that. What? What I want is this place to be safe. Got out of hand. I'm sorry. We got help for the fire right away. We're... I'm gonna make it up to Shabam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on helping repair it. Now, how long until you started your fire and Shabam showed up there? I mean, like eight minutes. Doesn't it seem a little strange that he got there so fast? Not really. I mean, when you get moving on the moon and hopping, you can go pretty fast. So you think you could get from the lab to your outlook post, to your to your sentry post, in eight minutes? I, I'm personally like three. I mean, <laughs> average person, maybe like yeah, eight minutes. Yeah, eight minutes. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna pick up the vial again. I'm gonna say. Where in the lab were these? And where can I get the rest? There was like five on a shelf in there. I, I, I don't know where they were. I, I assume it's just some alchemy shit. The rest probably burned. Don't move. You're not going to tell Serial, right? If you move, I will. Don't move a muscle. Don't shoot. I'm going to get up and walk... Looking pissed behind the bookshelf. Hey guys, I just want to make sure that I I feel like we've really properly thoroughly examined examined all this. Are you guys still there? I can't. Oh no, you you guys don't have a pass without a trace. 
Is there anything else we want to ask him? I feel like we've exhausted it all, but uh, anything else? I mean, it really does seem like an accident, unless that puppet's got anything else to say. I don't know if they're part of some greater conspiracy. Okay, I'll go scare the pants off of him and then, and then let him go. That sounded weird the way I said it, but okay, <clears throat> I'll be right back. Zip, you good? I think so. Um, Yeah, go scare him. You hear just light shrills of the puppets still climbing the bookshelf, and they fall <laughs> off. <laughs> and then they like pick themselves up. They're like, oh! Do they catch themselves like <laughs> Spider-Man with their string? <laughs> yeah, they tried, but they couldn't. And then they like pick themselves up, and they're like, oh! And they just start slowly climbing again, <laughs> even though like nobody's chasing them and nobody's really around them. Okay, I'm gonna walk back to the teen boy. Okay, I had to walk off. I had to take a walk. I'm so disgusted with you right now. But, dude, I understand. I... Boys will be boys, and you know, fires start for smaller reasons than a chemical experiment. I'm going to let this go. But you got to be an example to Rudy. He looks up to you. Rudy's older than me. That doesn't mean anything. I'm going to I'm going to put my kind of lightly pound my hand on the table and say, "You have the makings of a great leader. But don't squander it. Otherwise, I'm going to grab the magazine and toss it back at him. Otherwise, I'll know." I'm going to get up and walk away. You toss the magazine back. And you can see there's just a bunch of orcs in it. And it's kind of awkward. Oh! Orc. What? Okay. I'm I'm just going to look at the book. Look at his eyes. Look at the book and look at his eyes. And just go, oh, brother. And get up and walk away. He goes away. beat red. And he's like, <laughs> And he's like, okay, thanks, dude. Please, please don't tell. I just walk away without even saying anything. Shit! They're like kind of sobbing silently. Sit here and don't look away. Don't look up for at least 30 seconds in remorse. Uh, Time out. And so while he's looking down, I'd I'd like to think we all leave and go somewhere else quieter. I at least go back to the group. At least go back to the group. You guys rejoin, and you're hiding behind the bookshelves. What do you want to do? Well, guys, I really should not have opened that vial. <laughs> I was just exhausting an end. I kind of feel like it was a dead one. Uh, found out that that, you know, man, that, that guy likes orcs. I'm going to drop my disguise. Um. Well, so who, who do you think did it then? Do you think it was him? I don't. I'm still suspicious about Shabam, but we may have, uh, I, with that vial, I may have destroyed that lead as well, because he is incongruent. Um, but I do pull out the vial. I'm going to say, I think the heart of it has to do with these. Whoever's making these, these seem to be creating, so these vials are labeled half hollows. So, we know that someone here can sever tethers. And is it possible that someone is is either conjuring something to to make someone not hollow? Maybe some kind of, for lack of a better term, a soul? Because this, I, I don't know any names yet, but I but this would definitely attract the attention of the flock. 
And maybe this is something that they're working with the flock towards. Now, maybe if we could cure Shabbat, maybe he was in cahoots with them for these potions. Maybe he was going to sell them to them, or maybe he was going to use them on the hollows up here. Um, maybe he, he fell a victim. Maybe he became a victim for something he was using to, planning on using to ensnare the people with. You hear a booming voice with thaumaturgy echo through the entire observatory. Norman, Darian, Zippy, come here right now, or you will be tried as intruders. Norman, Darian, and Zippy, get here this moment. And you can hear it emanating from the mess hall. We should probably... I don't know. Do you want to go talk to her? Or do we want to keep I'll do up? whatever you want, Norman. You said this this whole investigation thing was very important to you, so whatever whatever you want to do. Let, let's go. But I'll take all responsibility for this. And if you guys could do me one favor, try not to say anything that would incriminate Crit. He, uh, I owe him a great deal. But again, let this, if it has to, let it all fall on me. Wow, what a hero. Well, you guys are, are sticking your necks up for me anyway. Okay, well, we'll follow your lead, but we won't abandon you. <laughs> I reject your self-sacrificing bullshit. We're here as a team. It was really just a bluff anyway, <laughs> but... uh, <laughs> just um, Okay, we'll, we'll see how it all, how it all goes. Um, let, let's go. Well, Mr. Bard, let's go face the music. Ooh, I... I give him a light punch in the shoulder. I like that one. That was good. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tighten up the tensor bandage on my bad hand, just to look really sad. And I'm gonna we're gonna go. You start sulking out from behind the bookshelves, trying to hold your heads high as you're going to get scolded, or something worse. You can just hear Serial go. If you do not come here within the next ten seconds. I will have to use extreme measures. We're on our way. We're on our way. Yeesh. <laughs> I used thaumaturgy. <laughs> Sorry, coming. Coming, just had to get ready. On our way. The library. And then you see they start coming out into the library as you guys are going. And they meet you and they're like, there you are. What have you done to Shabam? Serial, what we have to tell you is going to be frustrating and disheartening to hear. But we ask that you listen with an open mind. Can you do that just for a few moments? I do not need an open mind, as I have gazed all I can see. How dare you bring these dangerous chemicals... Dangerous soul binding. Trying to work us from the inside. You. Crit. Oh. Everything's falling apart. No. Serial. You have it all wrong. We're we're trying to get to the bottom of this. Look, we found this. to understand. The hollow were abandoned by the gods. And I have chosen to shepherd them. They are not rejects as you see them. They are chosen. Whatever you are doing to try and make them whole will not 
work. Serial, there is no one on this plane or any other that has a greater appreciation for what you're trying to do. I myself am a hollow, which I'm sure you can see. And I don't know how far your vision goes, but you can see the years of torment it has afforded me. My entire life I was looked at as a dwelling space for someone else. And my brother and sister were as well. And if not for people like you, people like me would have no recourse. Please believe. I have heard enough lies for one lifetime. And you can see beneath their white band, light starts to emerge. It's like shining down and light, lighting their face and glowing up. And it's, it's like power is emanating from where their eyes would be behind the band. Sorry, listen to what he's saying. You've been too busy staring at the sky that you're not looking at what's right in front of you. You're about to harm another hollow. Those you claim to protect. We've done nothing with any of these chemicals you mention. We were not involved at all, and you're about to damage him. Do you care not for the hollows at all? Is this some kind of pride? I care for the hollows we've lost. And if you grit. See the power is starting to build more and more. I'm. Oh my gosh. I am going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cast. I'm. I'm gonna cast suggestion. And I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Serial. I suggest you take a moment to really hear us out. We're not trying to sneak anything by you. We're going to be completely transparent from on. I suggest you just give us a chance to explain. And that's a wisdom save? Um, it's actually I'm reading right here, it's any save that she's lowest at. Okay. Uh, it's wisdom. It's, yeah. It is wisdom. I'm just kidding. It's wisdom. Yeah. DC 17. You've heard of legendary resistances, right? Ooh, mm-hmm. nope. Either way, <laughs> she saves. Okay. And she's like, Your silver tongue. Just like the flock. Everybody, deck save. Oh my gosh. What? All right. I think this is a huge misunderstanding, first of all. Oh, this sucks. I feel like I failed the group. I feel like I failed everyone. <laughs> okay. 19 plus 7, 26. Uh, 18 total for Darian. Uh, 17 plus 3. Okay. You all save. But you see emanating from the bands. All of a sudden, light concentrates in two spots where their eyes would be. in. Basically, a huge white laser beam of divine energy washes over and is like burning through the books. You all dodge. Uh, as just this basically laser vision is just slicing up the tables and stuff. But you can see it's like about to go for uh, the teenager who's like sitting there with their head down, but now their head's up. And you can see immediately 
the bullets like arc around them and dodging them. You guys dive into a nearby bookshelf just hiding behind. And you can just hear Serial be like, I will not let you live. I am done giving people the benefit of the doubt. You flock are crafty. And you will not harm this sanctuary. And you can hear it starting to build again. And you all look to your right. And you can see Duty Rudy falls off the bookshelf and lands next to you guys with his carpentry magazine. He just looks at you all and he's like, What do you want to do? Sariel, are you familiar with the Zone of Truth? Yes, but there are ways around it. Not if a creature is willing. Creatures can willingly allow the effects of a Zone of Truth to dictate their speech. Don't we at least have an opportunity to allow for that? Should you really be judge, jury, and executioner right here and right now before really finding the truth? I'll give you a persuasion check. Uh, okay. Um, natural 20, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. You are... <laughs> Are you serious? I am a hundred percent. God, you guys! Serious. I swear, I I'm at the point where it's like, oh, they just they just say natural twenty and whatever <laughs> they want. For uh, the past couple episodes, I I don't blame you for feeling like that. I was going to make that okay. You hear the laser eyes starting to charge up, and then, and you would be willing, of course, on my father's grave. But when you go to the zone of truth, you'll find what that means. And why that's really important. It's fine. But even before that, Serial, and, and if, if that's on the table, I'll, I'll gladly submit myself to that. I'm going to pull out a vial. The vial I have. And I'm going to say, I will confess, without knowing what it did, I asked Jabam what this was. And he wouldn't tell us. We found this on his desk, or hidden under his desk. And when I opened it, that's what that strange scream was. And something went into his senses. If you could peer into his mind, perhaps you could see something dwells in him that was in here. And we know that there's there's at least 29 more of these somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Normandy, I think you just admitted to opening the bottle. Oh, <laughs> well, I did, but... That's that's on me. <laughs> and and he, he was going to find out it was the only truth anyway. No one else did that. I mean... You got manslaughter at best, because I mean, I didn't know what I was, was doing. Okay. Look, before we say anything else, let's, let's get someone who can cast the zone. Is that something you're capable of doing? Gary, confine them. You see... Looking up, Gary Goo has been sliding above the ceiling, and they're about to drop on all of you. I knew it, Gary! I knew you've been sneaking around. Yeah. How's your spaghetti, Gary? <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I mean, I do what I'm told, but I don't know if I sneak it. I wasn't really sneaking. I was just trying to get to where I'm going, you know? 
Uh, is there like a table beside uh, beside us? Uh, there's bookshelves. There's a table like 10 feet away. There's bookshelves beside us though? Yeah, you're kind of like in a hallway of bookshelves. Uh, I knock over some books just like I did the plate. <laughs> okay, you just scoop it with your hand and throw some books on the ground and they land on Duty Rudy and he's just like, ah! <laughs> and Gary Goo is descending. Are you going to let it happen? Man, I don't know if we can get out of this, is what Norman is thinking. Darian looks to Norman. He created an opportunity and wants to see if Norman wants to take it or not. I stand there, and I, I let it happen. Okay. Zippy and Darian, are you going to let the goo like consume you? I uh, am following Norman's lead, so if he's going to allow himself to be restrained, I will as well. Zippy? Yep, of course. <laughs> okay. The goo slops onto all of you, and it's like you're trying to hold your breath, and you're just kind of floating in there, uh, and you can feel it's kind of acidic. It burns a little bit, but he's holding back. In the goo, Norman sheds a tear because his friend stayed with him. There's a bag in there, uh, and you can see Gary Goo is reaching inside himself and opening up this bag, and he's taking out these handcuffs. These basically uh, null magic handcuffs that will stop Ooh. any of your magical abilities. No, no, he's no. He's going no. to put them on you, Darian. No, 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 no. Cuffs that will suppress magical abilities. It'll completely nullify it, so you can't can't you can't use any magic when these are on. Uh. Oh no no no. Um. You guys are like willingly. I like how it's like, oh, we're gonna let ourselves get arrested, and it's like, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> like as soon as you got in the car, I thought he was just restraining us. I didn't know there was these non-magical handcuffs, <laughs> these Frank. magical negating handcuffs. What to do? What to do? And our mouths are covered with the slime, right? We can't speak. You can't speak. Okay. Oh. Zippy looks at Norman and like looks panicked because he sees them getting closer to to Darian with the handcuffs, and he's looking to he's looking to him to do something or make a decision i mean all my spells are verbal i literally cannot do a thing um hold on okay well darian was letting it happen and following norman's lead so if norman shows no sign of resistance as this is happening he's going to let it happen yeah okay okay that's that's what he would do he's Doing it for his friends. <laughs> the handcuffs come out and slap on you, Darian. Your magic is gone. Next, Norman. I hate this. <laughs> you letting it happen? Um, um. Oh, frig me. Frig me. Man, I, I literally cannot do anything. Could, could I fight out of this slime if I wanted to? Uh, yeah, technically, yeah, you could try. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No. I'll, I'll stay. They go clasp on your hands. Your magic, whew, gone. Your teals, teal tattoos glow a little less bright. Zippy. The handcuffs are coming. Wait. <laughs> I could get out of here if I wanted, but... <laughs> Dude, you can. Don't... Don't let me, uh... It's just if someone puts 
puts uh, gloves on me, I'm like neutered more than both of you. Zippy, you're like panicking looking around and you see Darian submitting, you see Norman submitting. You look down at Darian's hip and you can see they were kind of napping through your like investigation thing, but they're woken up and they're kind of swimming. Uh, and the goo is like like balancing on top of the water so they can still like move around. You can see Draken just being like, <laughs> he's like screaming, but you can't really hear him. Oh, he's screaming me to do something? He's screaming at like you because you're the only one not handcuffed and he's like giving up on Darian because Darian's just like looking up, letting it happen. Oh God. <laughs> um, um, let the record show that I could have done something, but I chose to stay with Norman because I believe in him. I still think he has a plan. And then, so I just shake my head no at uh, Draken and then I succumb to the wrist. Draken oh. looks at you and is mouthing the word. It's like he's mouthing the words. He's like, no, 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 yes, 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 not yes, not I'm no, like, no, yes. Like, and he's like <laughs> nodding that. And as a DM, this is where I have to say to you, Zippy, are you sure? Oh. <laughs> 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 what? Uh-oh. I will give you one last chance. Uh, whatever. I'll stay. Again, it's all. It's this is Adam's decision. Cool. Okay. The book is closing. <laughs> Fuck it. I can't be the person. I can't be the person who leaves the party all the time. As much as I love it. <laughs> as long as you're sure. I'm sure clasp the handcuffs go on I regret everything a quarter <laughs> what <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding the magic is drained and you can see Draken just freaking out and then he's just like face palming so hard with his fin Adam what have you done don't worry and you can hear Serial just go Bring them to the brig. I will compose myself and deal with them after. And they leave the room as you're inside Gary Goo. And you start sliming away in their body. And you go down the stairs, down to the hallway rooms. And in the center, you go all the way around in this circle. And then there's a hallway that goes like into that circle. And you go in, and you can see there is a magical barrier. And you see in that magical barrier is a button on the outside. Gary Goo hits that button, walks in, spits you all out, flying into this, like, bubble of magic. And they hit the button again, and it closes. It's kind of like if you've seen Avengers, you know how they had like Loki in that prison? It's kind of like that, like a bubble prison in this room with one hallway. And you're all in there with your handcuffs. And you just hear Draken pipe up finally. He's like, you are all the stupidest people I've ever met. Why the hell would you let yourself? You don't need these. Oh, 
what the... Darien, I might have been wrong about you. Look, we haven't actually done anything wrong other than sneaking around... You are so optimistic. She could blame you for any fucking thing. And you two, you all haven't been really the rosiest people. You don't have the best resume. What if she asks you about other things besides the flock? Well... Have you worked with the ammo company? Technically, yes, because a rabbit boy over there. I haven't. Have you met the flock? Technically, yes. No, when did we meet the flock? Manus, no, you heard of it. They were looking for you. Is the flock looking for you? Is the flock interested in you? Clearly, yes. Because they think you stole a grand treasure from the Baroga Spire. So technically, you kind of are attached to them. We'll see how the truth comes out about that. Look, in a zone of truth, the only restriction is that you can't lie. If you choose to answer, answer in a vague form, they can't control that. Ah, yes, because vague, vagueness is going to work wonders with a gazer. Oh, my God. Look, she's too she's busy like, staring at the gods. She has no idea about the people in front of her, so I'm not very keen about Clearly her. not! She found you all! You can't just say blanket statements like, oh, she's looking at the god. You think she's so dumb? DM, while this conversation's happening, I'm going to get to my feet, and I'm going to walk to the edge of the bu- bubble... So no one can see my face. And I'm just going to stare out. Maybe at the rest of the room or like out a window. I'm just going to stare out. And I'm going to slowly... Like while the conversation's happening. And I'm going to slowly start undoing all the gauze. Even with my hands cuffed. I'm going to start undoing all the gauze around my bad hand. Alright. All the gauze around your bad hand starts falling to the floor. Um, I'm watching uh, Norman right now. And Darian shifts his attention there as well, seeing this happen. You don't look away from... Oh, what, what is this? Guys. I have two things I need to say. One. I'm sorry I got you into this. It's my fault. And I'd really appreciate if you could let me take the blame. Die. <laughs> um, damn, I'm going to look down at my hands. Can I see my hands start to go black? That depends. Do you want them to? I do. Just a little bit. Like, I'm... I'm towing the line, so to speak. Like, I'm... Like, in my mind, like, I'm on the fence kind of thing. You're at the precipice of something evil as your hands are starting to go charcoal black. And I'm going to breathe, try to hide, like, a sigh of relief. The other thing... Is that I'm not really like these people. I'm going to turn back and look at them. So they can see my black hands. And my bad hand is being held up all on its own. It's going to flex a little bit. I'm going to say. Because I'm not really hollow after all. What do you... What do you mean? I'm going to... 
take a deep breath and Seth, tell me if if I'm do if I'm towing the line too much, okay? Like, but I'm I'm gonna try to suppress that feeling a little bit, so that my my hands go back to the my original yellow color. This is the closest to the line you've ever been uh, with uh, doing this again. Please roll to suppress. That'll be a, a wisdom save, actually. There you go. You got your wisdom save. Oh, Sick. Okay. Man. Two. And. Sixteen. So, plus two, eighteen. It goes back to your normal uh, skin tone. Okay. I'm going to have a shaky breath. And it means... If we need to, we just might be able to get out of here. Well, clearly you're the one with the signal, so whenever you're ready, just just go for it, I guess. But- is this what? Are you going to do what you did on the beach back then? Norman, is that what I think you're going to do? But maybe you don't remember that happening. No, I, I remember. Ooh, ugh. Okay, sorry, I went to a bit of a weird place there. Um, it won't be exactly like you remember, because in those moments with Lou, I had a focus. I had... Uh, uh, I was determined to save you. But when the focus isn't so altruistic or selfless, it's easier to lose control. So if if things go sideways and you can get out, that doesn't necessarily mean the safest place is around me. Okay, so I mean, I'll stand back, I guess? Honestly, I'm still hoping that we get like a nice honest trial and that we all kind of see, oh, Japan was the bad guy. And we kind of like acted, I acted a little prematurely. Imagine how differently this would have gone if I had not opened that vial. Can you just imagine? Wow. So different. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know? Very different episode. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully it never comes to that. Okay, so this... You're not hollow. Then, I mean, I think we can read between the lines a bit, but... But what's filled you, then? Remember that uh, amulet I had of Lennox? Yeah, I recall. I don't entirely understand it myself, but long story short, my body was basically a backup for Lennox's tether and a piece of Royce resides in me now. And so, who are we talking to then? Is this still really Norman D? Is it always been Normandy, or are we really just talking to a weird extension of Royce? I don't quite understand the, the logistics Come on, Darian. It's Norman. You, no way. I'm gonna wipe a tear at that. I'm gonna say thanks, Sip. Your confidence. And Darian, I know you're just being cautious. The The real truth is I'm as confident as I can be that I 
am still myself. But the reality is I haven't been out of my coma for very long. I don't have all the answers. Well, you've been my friend for this long. So whether you got a whole soul, half a soul, or a, a hijacked soul, as long as I've still got Norman here, I'm glad to keep you around. I think I'm going to meditate for a bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do something mm. instead. Sorry, what was that? I, I couldn't hear you. Um, maybe we could meditate later. I, we gotta get out of here. We gotta find a way to make sure Crit doesn't get in trouble or anything. Too. If that means bringing him, well, sucks to suck to know us then, I guess. What are the odds of him, uh, deus ex machina-ing us out of here? I'd guess pretty low. I wasn't asking you, Dragon. Don't rely on, on stupid things like that. You can't... Take destiny into your own hands, you moron. Look, I'm just exploring all my options, okay? You had so many uh, more options if you didn't get handcuffed. <laughs> Sometimes I think Draken speaks for Seth. The problem I have is that while Serial is totally misguided and, and she's acting on impulse right now, she is this place's greatest offense and I would hate to see the flock have their way with all these people. You know, it's, it doesn't just end with Crit or even Serial. It ends with that stupid puppet boy and that and that really horny kid. And and I just... If we leave and the flock doesn't get checked, or the, and the flock goes unchecked, and the moon gets taken over by the flock, and, and all these souls just like me, you know, are, are commandeered, I... I don't know how I'll be able to sleep at night. Here's a lesson to all of you. Not just Darian, but Darian should extra listen. <laughs> you all want to find a grand treasure, right? Well, yes. Then you gotta be a little selfish. Gotta be a little greedy. You can't keep going like this. Always trying to be the hero. Always trying to be the good guy. Look where it got you. Look where it's gotten you. Trouble after trouble. You almost died trying to save Snake Boy. And he's just like a useless side character. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> And now here we are again, putting our lives, all of our lives, on the line for someone Norman met before even we all started this adventure together. Definitely before I showed up, at least. But Draken, who's to say that we shouldn't do that with you? Who's to say we shouldn't do that with Apophis or Yogurt or, or anyone that we just happen, happen to meet? Exactly. Probably be closer to the treasure if you did. Instead of taking every cookie that comes your way, following the crumbs. Trying to be so altruistic. Just like Wesneyans, always trying to think, oh, you're so 
righteous and morally above and always do the right thing and oh no no issue that you can't get out of it's dumb stupid Darian the best thing you ever did was leave Zippy at that beach with Lou because you had to be selfish we didn't know Norman was showing up I'm sorry Zippy but I wish you ran too, but obviously I'm not attached to your hip. If you want to find a grand treasure and be successful, you need to be selfish. Look at Randy. Guy's obsessed with dragons. He put you guys in danger just to get freaking fire from that king. He wasn't even willing to go out himself. Why? Because... Because of... Pride, and he was ashamed to go outside without fire. You got played again. Randy's also the only reason we made it to this place. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's other ways than just helping. You should have twisted his arm, burned his house down. You know, I'm not sure greed's always the right decision. If greed was the right, the only method of finding a grand treasure, then I think a lot more would be found. There's a lot of greed in this world. And you know, it's that same greed that allowed for... For a whole... For, sorry, for almost a whole third of the Feywild being murdered in a cross-planar war. Greed is not necessarily the best way forward. Or if it is maybe one of the ways that you can achieve your goals, it's definitely the one with the most bloodshed, and... I don't know if I'm ready to walk on that path. Fine, Darian. Continue doing your thing. And just as time and time again, I will watch you fail. And when you need it, when you need it most, I'll be there to show you the right way and save your neck again. I should have earned a little bit of trust from all of you by now. But fine, go. Go to your trial. Have fun. I'm gonna sleep. In my defense, I don't think any of us heard you when we were in the slime, so I don't... You weren't really speaking up much before that, so... Yeah, well, I didn't know the slime was coming. I thought you were all-knowing. Darian, why did you ever turn this fish off? You just let him talk to us like that? Yeah, I guess sometimes I forget I've got this bag of holding. All right. See you later, Draken. We can't let him talk to us like that. Look, look, this is a bad decision, and he's not entirely wrong. I think in the spirit of finding treasure, you do have to be greedy at some points. And I don't know, you could argue that by not helping, you know, I don't know. It's just, you can't really predict if there's going to be bloodshed or not. I think, though, what mattered in this situation is the trust between all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Could have turned out better. <laughs> I was like, what but are you going to say? Twist honestly, the blade. With that, <laughs> with that I but, agree. But I think if we were to die, at least we'd die beside some good friends. And we're on the moon, so. I mean, that's pretty cool. No, I mean, like, I don't have any other options of people to die beside. <laughs> wow. Honestly, Zip. That that was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. 
Clop, clop, clop. You look down the hallway that enters, that like leads to this bubble. And you see Serial is walking alone and approaching. Guys, let me talk to her. Here we go. Have fun. And they walk closer and closer. And that's where we're going to end the episode.